Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby. During the month of July, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, and I are bringing you the podcast version of our 20 questions about the Browns. Every weekday, we'll have a post from one of us on cleveland.com slash Browns answering a question about the team as we head into training camp at the end of July. We'll also have accompanying podcasts each day where the three of us will discuss the topic. We cover everything from Baker Mayfield's accuracy to who will start at right guard. So make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget to check out Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns. News, analysis, what we're thinking and hearing, and more. And the best part is you can text us back and we'll text with you directly. It cuts through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers that includes Terry Pluto and Doug Maurice exclusively for our subscribers. We held a virtual draft event the week before the draft this year, and we also held a virtual event where we talked all things Baker Mayfield. You probably heard both of those on the podcast, but if you weren't a Football Insider subscriber, you didn't get to participate and have your voice heard because these events are only open to our football insiders. If you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com slash browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insiders $3.99 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started. Again, to get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription, text 216 208 3965. Now, let's get to our question for today. And today's question, Scott, all yours. How will the expanded playoffs in 2020 impact the Browns' chances of making the playoffs? Uh, this is, a, I think, a welcome change for the Browns. Not only are they coming into a season maybe a bit bruised from, from last season's expectations, uh, you have all this momentum now with all the additions on offense and you have a new coaching staff and a new GM. And also you have a better chance to make the playoffs, at least in theory, uh, because you're going to have the extra team in each conference, the number one seed in each conference will get a buy. And then you'll have, you know, as many as 12 teams playing on that opening wildcard weekend. Uh, so a lot of stories after this was originally uh, announced went back and well, let's see how, how many times would, you know, the team we cover have made uh, the playoffs. In the Browns' case, 
not many. Actually, 2007 is the only time they would have under this format. Of course, that was the 10-win season where they where they just missed out. Um, but you know, since then, it's it's every other season has been a lot of third and fourth place finishes in the division, and uh, and no real chance. So this season could be different. I think I think this change might have as big of an impact on their ability to make the playoffs as as the players they've added to this team. Just having that extra that extra spot that's out there for the taking, I think, could be huge for them, and it maybe lessens the the pressure of having to have that 10 win season, you know, maybe you, maybe you can have that nine or, or maybe even eight and eight season and you get in. Um, it's a small step from last year. You don't have to take that huge step. Um, so I think this could be a big deal for the Browns. Yeah, I really do think so too. I, I think it's huge because when you look at the AFC North, you know, it just, no matter what, I think it's going to be really, really hard to get past those Baltimore Ravens again, especially. And then again, now with Ben Roethlisberger back and Joe Burrow, uh, I think it's going to be a really, really tough division, a dogfight in the division. And we're going to know early on just how uh, tough it's going to be because most of their AFC North playoff, uh, their AFC North games are in the first half of the season. But, you know, uh, you know, they're up against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens for how many ever years? And it's going to be difficult uh, to win the AFC North over the next decade, I think. Uh, so the the fact that they have another chance now three wildcard teams in each conference uh, get to make the playoffs I think that's absolutely huge for the Browns I mean it will make such a difference at the end of the season when you're doing all the math and you're trying to figure out who's in and who's not and you know sometimes I mean even last year they were kind of in the thick of it very close to the end and and now I mean geez with this it could come down to quite often the final week, you know, I mean, that, that final game in, in Pittsburgh uh, could come down to that final wild card game. So I, I think it's exciting. I think it's really good for the league. And I think it's really good for the Browns who are playing in a very, very tough division. It also helps too, if they start slow, you know, if they, they lose to Baltimore. Now they should be able to beat Cincinnati on a Thursday night at home, Joe Burrows for a short week. I hope they can win that football game. Um, and I think Cincinnati even plays a later game on Sunday than they do in, in that opener. So, you know, they, but if you start a little slow, it gives you a little more wiggle room there towards the end. And, and this is a league where more and more teams kind of not, if they don't stumble out of the gate, they might scuffle a little bit and go two and two or, you know, three and four out of the gate. And, and then they kind of make their run late. So that sort of sets up for the Browns who should be able uh, to do that you know if, if you start slow under this new coaching staff with all this weird stuff this offseason it's not just over you know at two and six last year yeah they were still they had it was sort of set up for them to kind of get themselves back into it and they sort of did but it was just too big of a mountain to climb especially with what happened with, uh, with Miles Garrett uh, and I don't think that would have been the case if there would have been a seventh uh, playoff team I'm curious what you guys think of the new format do you do you like it when when you first heard about it were you you know, some people really loved it. Other people thought this was a step towards kind of watering down the playoffs. Uh, I, I tend to, I tend to lean towards fewer playoff teams, but actually in this case, um, I, I was all for it. I'm curious what you guys thought. I, I like it. I think, I don't think there's any danger of becoming like the NHL or, or, you know, even, you know, a lot of people are, aren't happy with how many teams make the playoffs in the NBA, but with such a short season, um, you adding you're adding another team in, into the playoffs. I think it's fine. Uh, I don't think there's 
it has any uh, negative effect on on the on the league. On a personal note, it's great for me because I always seem to be writing the story towards the end of the season about the Browns' path to the playoffs. You know, and they were zero and ten in twenty sixteen. They still had a shot, and they were zero and nine the next year. I think they they still had a shot last season. It was you know how do you how do you figure out how they fit in with the with the Texans and the Titans and the Broncos um, and the Steelers and there was just a big jumble of teams and now maybe uh, people don't don't think those stories are so crazy because I think there's going to be you know more of a chance for for all these teams it's going to be better towards the end of the season too because like Mary Kay said it's you know you get into those last few weeks and and that's when everybody's trying to figure out who has a shot who's on the bubble who who uh, who's on the outside looking in. And I think that's what the NFL wants ultimately is, is uh, you know, even more excitement and more opportunity for those teams. That's why baseball added, you know, the wild card when they did, because they wanted to give more teams and more fans, more chances to, to, to experience that and add some excitement. And, and that's a great thing about baseball is down the stretch, you have more teams, you know, fighting for, for spots and, and now you're going to get that in, in the NFL. Yeah. I think it is absolutely great for the league to have, uh, so many teams now in the NFL, uh, as we've mentioned, that that will still be in right in the thick of it in those last three, four weeks of the season. Uh, you're not going to feel like you're out of it, even if you've got, you know, whatever. You've got six victories and you can, you know, you can get two more in the last couple of games. Uh, you might still think there's a chance that's going to keep people interested all across the league. And uh, and I just think it's it's great not only – in those last four weeks of the season, but when you finally get into a wild card weekend, there'll be so many, uh, you know, more people excited about the playoffs involved. And, uh, you know, it, I, I just think it's great. I don't think adding one more team waters it down at all. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it was a necessary change and I think it'll make a lot of people happy. Plus, if you end up, oh, I'm sorry, I was gonna say, if you end up with the best team in your conference, you should get a bye. You know, you should get that week off. Um, to kind of regroup. And I think, you know, you, that's, that's something you earned, you know, to have the, the best record. And I know, you know, you got that week off from a wild card week and then you come on to the divisional round, but, but just getting that, being the one team that gets that, that time off, I think is, is a big deal. And I think it's, it's kind of well-earned for the teams to finish with the best record. And the buy has been really important in recent years. It, it seems like every year, you know, we, we watch Wild Card Weekend and we start talking ourselves into those teams that win on Wild Card Weekend. And then they travel to play the team that had to buy and, and just get smacked out of the playoffs in a lot of cases. Uh, and I think, I think that's my favorite part. You know, obviously it means we might get triple headers on Wild Card Weekends on Saturday and Sunday. But I think my favorite part is we're going to have a real race for the number one seed because it's really going to matter. It's not just home field advantage anymore. It's also you're going to be the only team with a buy. It's not two teams with a buy now. It's you're going to be the only team that gets to take Wild Card Weekend off, and, and I think that's going to be a really important carrot for teams. They're, these teams aren't going to start resting guys, being happy with like the number two seed. They're going to really go hard. I think the, those elite teams to lock up that number one seed, and I think that's going to make it more exciting. Not just at the bottom of the playoff picture, but I think it's going to make it more exciting up at the top. If, if, let's say you have. Let's see, you have Baltimore and Kansas City with, like, the same records towards the end of the year. I mean, they're going to be racing to not only have home field advantage in the, in the potential conference championship game, but to be the team that gets a week off. That's so important uh, that, that time of year after you've played 17 weeks of football uh, to, to have one – to have a bye week and to get to take your mind off of it and get your body recovered. It's a big advantage. 
I think so too. I mean, it, it really uh, spices that up a, a ton. I mean, when you think of all, you know, how many times over the past, how many ever years, uh, some, sometimes the best team in the NFL bows out on wildcard weekend, you know, it's just, it's been a bizarre phenomenon that you expect uh, these teams to be so great the way that they were throughout the season. And then, you know, they're one and done. So uh, that, I think that is very key. The other thing, when I look at this, um, that, at this Brown schedule, I mean, it, what do you guys think of the fact that they only have two AFC North games in the second half of the season. Usually it's the other way around where they backload these schedules with the, uh, with the AFC North games. Now they've only got two. I mean, they're going to, uh, you know, they're going to really have to come out of the gate, obviously very strong going to Baltimore in the opener, but not only that, I mean, if they want, uh, you know, to win those double games, they've really got to have their act together in the first half of the season. Yeah, I remember last year, it was uh, all about that second part of the season. And the first part you knew was going to be rough, but there was always that, that second part you knew was there to kind of get back on track. And, yeah, if you, have, if you have so many of those division games, you know, lopsided one way or the other like that, it just kind of skews the season and um, either sets you up to fall early or gives you that chance to, to kind of rally. Um, one, thing, one thing about that, uh, the, uh, having the bye with the first seed, what are the odds that, that turns out to be a time when a team gets to quarantine some players, you know, cause there's, if they play this season and you're going to have players who are going to get sick, it's going to happen or they're going to test positive and they will have to be quarantined for an, you know, X amount of days. You know, if you're that team that earns that buy, there's a chance that you could get a player back that maybe was quarantined after the last game of the season. Whereas if you're playing that next week, you know, you could be without people. It's probably, something that teams are going to have to deal with this season uh, just, you know, as it happens and having that buy could be huge, not just from arrest, but also just, you know, getting those players back and able to play. Right. As far as the division games, the NFL over the last few years has sort of done it the opposite. That's how they're doing it with the Browns. And I don't have every other schedule in front of me, um, but the NFL has usually backloaded those division games. And I almost wonder if this was, I think, going into the schedule making, a lot of people thought maybe they'd do that again because in fear of a delayed season. I wonder if this was sort of the opposite effect. And I'd have to go through and look at other teams' schedules, I guess. But if they sort of looked at it and said, let's get some of those division games out of the way early so that if we do have to end up maybe canceling some games or shortening things or something like that in the second part of the year, we're getting rid of the Browns and Jets, Browns and Giants, you know, Browns and Titans. Not, we're not getting rid of these key division games because those are so important. The NFL is still a league where winning your division is the most important thing, and it's what teams value. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that, you know, when the Browns do kind of get into that playoff chase after Thanksgiving, it's going to start with a game in Jacksonville and a game in Tennessee and it's going to include two games in New Jersey, and, and then you only have two division games. That, that's a really sort of interesting quirk uh, in, in this whole schedule. Yeah, and, you know, uh, Dan, you mentioned, you know, the whole COVID and the impact that, uh, that that might have. I mean, with the way things have been going lately with, you know, sports leagues and spikes and different things like that and positive tests, I mean, you have to wonder, what happens if now they do have to delay the start of the season? What, how are they going to do that? And what, did it, what do they do with those games? If they only even do it two weeks, you know, then you're lopping off, uh, you know, the Ravens game and the, and the Bengals game and maybe putting those at the end. Uh, you know, we don't know how this is going to work out yet, but, uh, 
but you know, some very funky things could possibly happen depending on if they have to either shorten the season or delay the start of the season. This is, this should be a great year to switch the NFL to like a relegation, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, style, uh, European soccer system. You know, you got 32 teams cut it right in half, you know, 16 up, 16 down and and go like that. You can play everybody in the top half, play everybody in the bottom half, the winner. You got two Super Bowls basically. Well, well I, American, American sports fans aren't ready for that, but I think the the way that European soccer handles things I think is is really the the way to go. I, I missed your guys's uh I missed your guys's bubble pod when when you guys talked about the NFL in a bubble, but uh yeah. there is a part of me that would be intrigued by like the potential of just make every division a bubble and have them play like three times each and then just take the winners almost like a world cup style uh you know those are your those are your groups and then you throw them all in a tournament or, or something like that um okay uh, it's not prediction time right we always like to wait to make our predictions until we get to get to look at this team and, and see what they see what they look like and hopefully we'll get to do that in camp this year so we're not going to hold anybody to this not yet. Not until it goes in print on the website or in a graphic on Twitter or something like that. Mm-hmm. But just right now with this expanded playoffs, uh, I know Mary Kay, we'll start with you because I, I, I know what yours is because um, we talked about it in another pod too. What, do you believe the Browns are going to make the playoffs in, in, this expanded, in this expanded playoff universe? Well, first, let me just back up for one quick second. Okay. If you didn't listen to the bubble pod, my idea – was that if we had to do a bubble, that it should be done in Las Vegas. So that was my idea for that. The bubble's got to be in Vegas. But anyways, um, in terms of the the playoff situation, Dan, you do know how I feel about this. Uh, I think that uh, the bar, in my mind, should be set at the Browns making the playoffs this year. It can be one of those wild card spots. I'm not saying they have to win the division, uh, but they need to grab a wild card spot and they need to I think they need to win a game I think that's where the bar should be set for for everyone and you know I mean the team they they would probably even say that's kind of low because they probably are saying you know they're aiming for the Super Bowl this year Uh, but realistically with the talent that they have I think that they should make the playoffs win a playoff game and the only thing that will throw a whole monkey wrench into this is obviously a new team not getting to practice together because of COVID Oh, yeah, I totally think they should make the playoffs. I think everything is just aligned to make that happen from adding the playoff team to all the changes the Browns have made. They're running an offense that only a few NFL teams have run, or at least they're going to be in a situation where they're rush, rushing more than they're passing, basically. Um, and the teams who have done that have been very successful the last few years. So I think, yeah, they have – I'd be shocked if they don't make the playoffs, really. I mean – I. Stefanski and Barry uh, seem to have a really good focused offseason plan. We know what to expect from their offense. They've upgraded everywhere they're supposed to upgrade. You know, it's just a matter of going out and doing it now, which I know is the hard part. But um, I, I don't see how you can look at this season and not say that the Browns should be a playoff team. Right. I mean, if you think this team can at least go eight and eight, that should be good enough to contend for the playoffs. So, you know, I tend to think that this team could probably go eight and eight or nine and seven, if if not, if not get to 10 and six, I don't think I'm going to make that prediction again. I, I got burnt by that one last year. I might be a little more conservative this year uh, just because, but if they get to eight and eight or nine, nine and seven is getting you in the playoffs. 
plain and simple. It just is. I think the Steelers would have made the playoffs last year at eight and eight and multiple years going back at eight and eight, they would have made the playoffs. So I, I think this team, you know, I don't think anybody's going to get fired if they go seven and nine and don't make the playoffs. But if you get to eight and eight, go nine and seven, get to get to the playoffs. Yeah, then, then you get into the matchup game. I'd, I'd love to see them win a playoff game, but frankly, I would just love to go and cover a playoff game somewhere <laughs> and, uh, you know, write about that and, and look ahead to next year coming off of, of the playoffs, even if, uh, even if they need to take advantage of that seventh, that seventh seed. So that's kind of where I'm at. Get to eight and eight, give yourself a chance, maybe see a game, get to nine and seven. You don't have to win your division. I, I think three teams can make it in the AFC North. Do you guys think three teams will make it in the AFC North? I know, that all depends on Ben Roethlisberger, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would think that, you know, the Ravens, and, and I, like I said, I think the Browns should be a playoff team. Uh, and whatever Ben Roethlisberger looks like this season will probably determine how the Steelers go. I know they did really well without him last year, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I They would – clearly be the third choice over the Bengals I think I don't that would be quite a quite a debut if Joe Burrow can show up in Cincinnati and, and turn that team into a playoff team in year one so I would have to think that that those would be the three teams well I'm just happy to discover that Ben Roethlisberger has conquered his demons and that uh you know he has seen the light and uh you know that he is uh going to be such a, a different guy this year. I mean, you know, is he still going to have that dog in him? He was always able to, to whip up uh, quite a little uh, frenzy and a chip on his shoulder for the Cleveland Browns. But now that he's, uh, you know, such a uh, religious man, uh, is he going to be, is he going to have the same uh, anger and, and, and hatred and all those kinds of things? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very anxious to see what Ben Roethlisberger is all about this year. I think it's a fascinating fascinating quarterback division it really is I mean my goodness I mean you've got the reigning MVP you've got Baker Mayfield coming off a horrible year but everybody seems to think that he's going to really really turn it around I've talked to very few people that don't think that he's just going to light it up in this offense then you got Joe Burrow I mean that's so exciting to see what he's going to do down in Cincinnati and we have seen rookie quarterbacks in recent years come in and really play very well and win a lot of games and he's got some talent as you know you you've written about that Dan I mean they've, they've got you know some offensive weapons on that football team and anything can happen there uh, so you, you look at this division and it's, it's going to be really exciting I actually wish uh, that it was a little bit more divided up and that there were more AFC North games for the Browns in the second half of the season. Yeah, don't sleep on those Bengals weapons. If A.J. Green is healthy and if that offensive line holds up, don't, don't sleep on some of those Bengals weapons. They've, they've got some guys. The defense, I don't know. But uh, on the offensive side, they've got some guys for Joe Burrow. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast and check out Football Insiders. Start that free trial, especially with training camp coming up. You'll want to get involved with that. Mary Kay and Scott, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everyone.